The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. Now, here's health and wellness specialist Leah Brenda Smith. Hello, 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 and welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. I am your host, Leah Brenda-Smith, and so pleased to have the listeners from Voice America Variety and Project Freedom Radio Network. This is the 26th episode of Come Back to Your Senses Radio, and it is marking the end of our second season. Next week, the 27th show, will begin our third season together. And just a reminder that all the previous episodes are available 24-7 through my host page at Voice America Variety, in iTunes, and also through my website, www.comebacktoyoursenses.com. And today, it's time for a gentle conversation about anger. The energy of anger has been referred to as the emotion that wrecks relationships frightens children, and provokes violence. For many people who have grown up in dysfunctional families, trying to appreciate anger can be one of life's greatest challenges. Anger is not violence. It's not screaming or yelling, and it's not sarcasm. These are behaviors that are indicative of someone who is not managing their anger very well. In essence, the very essence of anger, it's emotional energy that is focused on protection and survival. And when you look underneath the energy of anger, you will discover either fear or pain. This understanding can be very helpful when you're faced with an angry lover or friend or family member. Trying to understand another person's fear or pain can help you avoid the cycle of trading paybacks for angry outbursts. Like most forms of energy, anger can be constructive or destructive. Anger can be useful 
and like it or not, you cannot have a healthy, intimate relationship without sometimes saying no or saying, please stop. Anger gives you the energy to face your partner, family member, or friend and risk their displeasure when your needs come into conflict with their needs. It is a common and a naive notion that intimate partners should be a perfect fit so that conflict doesn't occur. In actuality, partners have conflicting needs every day and maintaining the relationship is a balancing act of communication and negotiation and appreciation and kindness. Useful anger doesn't have to look like a rage or a tantrum. You can make a request of your partner, friend, or family member to stop doing something that bothers you. You can maintain the privacy of your relationships from someone who is intrusively inquisitive, always asking you about your personal business or telling you that you are doing your life wrong. Useful anger might involve seeking relationship counseling, which certainly can be a healthy expression of anger, or working very hard to save a troubled business. This can be another form of healthy anger. All of these examples involve the energy of preservation of your personal comfort, privacy, relationships, or your livelihood. If you grew up in a dysfunctional family, you probably have witnessed parents who expressed anger in a regressed form. When they got angry, they tended to become like a child having a tantrum. Or you as a parent may be experiencing that in your current life situation. Children don't focus or channel their anger. They act it out without regard to the consequence. Fortunately, two-year-olds don't have the strength, the power, the means, or the freedom to cause much damage. However, imagine a highly verbal and mobile 200-pound two-year-old throwing a tantrum. And that's what a regressed parent can be like. Those of you who have grown up with and or witnessed abuse learned early on that anger is dangerous, ugly, and unhealthy. You may remember making a decision that under no circumstances would you be like your angry parent, sibling, extended family member, teacher, or caregiver. 
And as a result, you may have learned to deny your anger and have become as unangry as possible. Unfortunately, although well-intended, this approach doesn't work because without your anger, you can't maintain your boundaries in intimate relationships. It also doesn't work because if you don't welcome anger into your adult experience, then the only other possibility is to express anger in a regressed form. There are many people who fear that they will become explosive like their parent, siblings, extended family member, teacher, or caregiver. However, with that fear in place, unfortunately, the only way to avoid your anger is to avoid intimacy. Instead of viewing anger as ugly or frightening, you can shift your perception to include a view that allows for the possibility of healthy anger. You can express your anger in healthy ways that are not intended to inflict pain, yet still allow you to support your, your own self-interest by communicating your needs in an adult way. Healthy anger helps you to say no when you need to. And this addresses the needs of the child inside that relies on you for protection and safety. And when you view anger in this way, then anger can be focused and channeled as an expression of self-care, self-preservation, self-love. Anger is one of your most important emotions. Unfortunately, likely you were not taught how to be with this powerful protector in a way that allows you to access the wisdom that's contained within it. And that is why anger has remained a misunderstood emotion and is often seen as strong or dangerous. Now, likely people who believe anger is dangerous are prone to misusing anger and expressing it through physical or verbal abuse which can be a sign of struggling with huge inner fears. After an angry outburst, they're often left feeling out of control and disempowered. And in these kinds of situations, anger weakens them. Those who believe anger is dangerous often believe that their feelings of anger should be avoided at all cost. Clearly, anger is an emotion. And this may seem obvious, but to some people, it's not. 
A lot of people think that anger is an action, and usually a violent action. This can be heard in how people speak about anger. People say, he's an angry person. Now, he may act violently with distorted beliefs about control and power. Just because he feels anger doesn't mean that he has to act it out on others. It may also be said, my anger just got the better of me. However, emotion does not justify an action. It could be said, she just doesn't deal very well with her anger. In this situation, an emotion is being used to excuse the behavior. Anger has never done anything. Anger is an emotion that in its adaptive form can be incredibly powerful and liberating. Anger demands that we face the truth about ourselves and our circumstances. It's there to protect us. Anger can be a fantastic motivating force. The key is knowing how to work with this powerful energy and bring, bring in reason when it comes time to take action. Anger, more than any other emotion, tends to cause the most significant damage to the greatest number of people, past or present, direct or indirect. The ripple effect of anger is far-reaching. Anger manifests itself through a variety of expressions. Some are easily recognized, while others seem to be more in disguise. I'm going to go through a list of symptoms, if you like, of passive anger, and then another list of symptoms of active anger. And we may be more familiar with the active forms of expressing anger, but we'll pay attention to both. There's good things to learn from both understanding passive anger and understanding aggressive anger. So the first symptom of passive anger is dispassion. Giving someone the cold shoulder or a fake smile, looking unconcerned or sitting on the fence while others sort things out. Dampening feelings with substance abuse, overreacting, oversleeping, not responding to another's anger, frigidity, indulging in sexual practices that depress spontaneity and make objects of participants, giving inordinate amounts of time to machines, objects, 
or intellectual pursuits. Talking about frustrations, but showing no feeling. That's dispassion. Evasiveness is turning one's back in a crisis, avoiding conflict, not arguing back, or becoming phobic. Defeatism, setting yourself and others up for failure, choosing unreliable people to depend on, being accident-prone, underachieving, sexual impotence, expressing frustration at insignificant things, but ignoring serious ones. Obsessive behavior. Needing to be inordinately clean and tidy. Making a habit of constantly checking things, over-dieting or overeating, demanding that all jobs be done perfectly. Psychological manipulation, provoking people to aggression and then patronizing them. Provoking aggression, but staying on the sidelines. Emotional blackmail. False tearfulness. Feigning illness. Sabotaging relationships. Using sexual provocation using a third party to convey negative feelings, withholding money or resources, secretive behavior, stockpiling resentments that are expressed behind people's backs, giving the silent treatment or under-the-breath mutterings, Avoiding eye contact, putting people down, gossiping, anonymous complaints, stealing or conning, self-blame, apologizing too often, being overtly critical, or inviting criticism. Self-sacrifice. Being overly helpful. Making do with second best. Quietly making long-suffering signs but refusing help. Or lapping up gratefulness. So these eight, dispassion, evasiveness, defeatism, obsessive behavior, psychological manipulation, secretive behavior, self-blame, self-sacrifice, are all symptoms of passive anger.
And I don't know about the rest of you, but I know for myself, I'm sure at some point in my life over all the years of living, I have at some point um, been in a situation where I have expressed anger in a passive way through all of these things that are on this list. It's part of the learning and the growing to find our way and claim anger in a positive and a healthy way. So next we have the symptoms of aggressive anger. Bullying. Threatening people directly. Persecuting. Pushing or shoving. Using power to oppress. Inauthentic power to oppress. Shouting. Driving someone off the road. Playing on people's weaknesses. Destructiveness. Destroying objects. Harming animals. Destroying relationships. Reckless driving. Or substance abuse. Grandiosity. Showing off. Expressing mistrust. Not delegating. Being a sore loser. Wanting center stage all the time. Not listening. Talking over people's heads. Expecting kiss and makeup sessions to solve problems. Hurtfulness. Physical violence, including sexual abuse and rape. Verbal abuse. Biased or vulgar jokes. Breaking a confidence. Using foul language. Ignoring people's feelings. Willfully discriminating. Blaming. Punishing people for unwarranted deeds. And labeling others. Manic behavior. Speaking too fast. Walking too fast. Working too much and expecting others to fit in. Driving too fast and reckless spending. Selfishness. Ignoring others' needs. Not responding to requests for help. Threats. Frightening people by saying how one could harm them, their property, or their prospects. Finger-pointing. Fist-shaking. Wearing clothes or symbols associated with violent behavior. Tailgating. Excessively honking the horn in the car. And slamming doors. Unjust blaming. Accusing other people for your own mistakes. Blaming people for the way that you feel. And making general accusations. 
unpredictability, explosive rages over minor frustrations, attacking indiscriminately, dispensing unjust punishment, inflicting harm on others just for the sake of it, using alcohol and drugs, and illogical arguments. Vengeance, being over-punitive, refusing to forgive and forget, and bringing up hurtful memories from the past. And these 11 are examples of symptoms of aggressive anger, bullying, destructiveness, grandiosity, hurtfulness, manic behavior, selfishness, threats, unjust blaming, unpredictability, and vengeance. Now, this is certainly not an exhaustive list of passive or aggressive anger. However, it can be helpful in identifying the types of anger that you may be feeling under the surface of your life or that may be coming at you from another person. And recognizing these expressions of anger in yourself or another may prompt you to respond differently the next time you experience these energies in yourself or coming from another person. It may initiate a deeper level of truth and guide you to find new ways of resolving old issues. And just as I mentioned that I certainly have experienced at some time in my life all the things on the list of passive anger, I've also experienced at some time in my life many of the energies as well on the aggressive list of symptoms of anger. And likely every person would report the same thing. As part of our life cycle, as part of our journey of learning to to find ways to be healthy with our expression of anger and our other emotions as well. Now, when someone's obviously under the influence of an angry outburst, it's a good reminder to not take what the other person is saying too personally. Their comments have a lot more to do with whom they are and how they are feeling at the time than with whom you are and how you are feeling. Whenever you feel a surge of anger that's larger than the situation in front of you, it's clear that you are being triggered by some unresolved incident from the past. So being mindful of this can help you to come back to your senses and Look at the current situation with a new perspective, recognizing that only part of the anger has to do with the present moment. Anger affects many levels of your being. It has a powerful impact upon the mind and the body and can greatly influence all behaviors. Anger has a tendency to be directed in destructive ways, 
often leaving great emotional and physical damage in its wake. Most people have been taught in one way or another that anger is bad, wrong, unacceptable, and needs to be avoided at all costs. Unfortunately, this creates a very powerful subconscious conflict. Since anger is a built-in reaction that everyone experiences from time to time in their life. In truth, the anger itself is not the problem. Sometimes it may seem that the problem is that society tells you not to allow it. This is a serious misunderstanding that has caused many people to stuff their anger away inside. Uh, when this happens, uh, the energy of anger it doesn't go away. It builds and it strengthens until it finds release. When you believe that anger is to be avoided, you do not have the opportunity to work with your anger appropriately. Remember, remember, anger is a normal human emotion, one that serves to protect you from a threat. This fight or flight response is an intrinsic part of your survival instincts. The problem with people and anger relates to the great misunderstanding and misdirecting of the energy. Fighting is unacceptable and for good reasons. It's easy to see why anger often gets stuffed away since fighting is not approved of, but the energy, the energy always finds a way out. The energy continues to seek release whenever and however it can, which tends to create more problems. For example, let's say you have a bad day at work because your boss gets mad at you. You feel anger. You feel angry and disrespected. You're unable to say anything, and you certainly can't run away from the situation. You stuff your feelings away inside. Once you're at home, you find yourself yelling at your kids. This happens because the suppressed energy is seeking a way out. This complex idea, the storage and transference of the energy of human emotion, is very common and likely as old as time itself. Anger, like fear, is energy. It gets created, stored, and then transformed. The energy of anger is strong, and the ways in which it seeks release are 
unlimited. Anger must be understood and dealt with more naturally and effectively in order to create physical health and emotional balance. The cost of denying this normal part of life is very high, often much greater than we realize. When anger is left uncontrolled, including when it is ignored, rationalized, or denied, it can and often does provide fuel for illness. However, when the energy of anger is constructively directed and transformed, the physical body responds in healthy ways. There are plenty of people who are drowning, drowning in anger. Some are fully aware of this reality, which really is difficult to deny since their angry words and actions are shared with the world around them, everyone can see, everyone can feel that they're drowning in anger. Other people live in denial of this truth. Independent of all their angry behaviors, which they demonstrate to other people, Some people are aware of being angry, but they turn their angry, their anger, their angry energy inward, shutting down physically and emotionally. In the heat of a fight, they might withdraw from verbal communication or run away. Some people shut down sexually. There is another response to anger which deeply affects our health. Many people are consciously unaware that they harbor any anger at all. Since the emotion is denied or rationalized or ignored or really missed altogether and not even anywhere on their radar, And this has become a common response, and it poses a really serious threat to people's health. As the pressure builds up inside, it often creates an implosion. The energy becomes internally explosive, and that begins to break the body down. Many people misunderstand the function of anger. While the results are often unpredictable and at times destructive, anger is a neurological signal notifying the person that some part of their value system has been violated or hurt. Like all emotions, the signal and its interpretation may not be accurate, but its intent 
is to provide energy to support the person in standing up for themselves and their values. So there's a great encouragement to not internalize your anger. It's challenging when the emotion occurs with so much intensity. Especially when, instead of releasing the anger, it's held on to. The more you internalize anger, the more it makes unfair actions or violations feel personal. If you consistently carry anger this way, you will never really become efficient at dealing with things that you don't like or dealing with things you don't understand and especially dealing with things that you can't control. Without releasing anger, you stop yourself from finding resolution. Over time, the emotional residue from negative past events or abuse gets trapped and stored in both the body and the mind. Unconsciously, you teeter at the emotional threshold of discomfort, and even minor discomforts may trigger a major outburst. When you become effective at processing and releasing anger, you get the full benefit of this important neurological signal. Anger is a subconscious feedback signal to help, to help you evaluate your interactions with the world. This feedback mechanism is neither good nor bad. How you're able to process and interpret these messages and whether you react or respond determines whether the emotion of anger supports or hinders you. It doesn't mean that the prospects, it doesn't mean that the perspective you get when feeling anger is always correct or that the emotion should be expressed. But like all repetitive signals, they should not be ignored. Because either you find some means to do something about the violation or some part of your needs reinterpret the perspectives you are holding on to. To suppress the emotion creates more unresolved stress, which, of course, can create all sorts of negative outcomes. Anger surfaces in the places where we are most sensitive and most vulnerable. These areas need special attention. If we ignore the, sing the signals, it can create psychological difficulties. Anger increases our susceptibility to high blood pressure. Elevated levels of adrenaline and muscle tension 
and in the long run, all, all of our unresolved anger increases the chances of elevated cholesterol levels, heart attacks, and strokes. The constant tensing of muscles causes fatigue, stress, headaches, back problems, and can even affect your vision. These are all the physiological difficulties that are created in the body as a result of anger, unresolved, unexpressed, unprocessed. Because health issues from anger occur over long periods of time, most people disregard the warning signals and continue to deal with the disagreements and adversity ineffectively. However, when left unchecked, unresolved anger can manifest as a variety of psychological issues and even substance abuse. Anger can also be a strong contributor to stuck thinking patterns and compulsions. Fortunately, fortunately, always the good news, that which is learned can be relearned, and that which is held onto can be released. There are always positive and healthy alternatives available. Releasing anger and other unwanted emotional responses helps to make the emotions less personal and more balanced. Let's face it, anger is part of the life experience. It can be your greatest ally towards healing, finding personal peace, or it can be your greatest enemy in the pursuit of developing good health and well-being. It all hinges upon how you relate to your emotions. Emotions are part of the feedback system about how to live our lives. They inform us of what we need to do in order to survive. As a society, we've judged our emotions and placed them into two basic categories, positive or good emotions and negative or bad emotions. We tend to label any feelings that are expansive, like love, joy, and fulfillment, as positive. And any emotions that are contractive, like fear, guilt, loneliness, and sadness, as bad. The challenge is to redefine your relationship to all of your emotions and change the way that you relate to each of them. There are new ways to relate to your emotions. Negative emotions are any emotions, love or fear, that you ignore or deny or repress, regardless of their names or energy signature. All emotions become negative when you don't allow yourself to feel them. Anger never hurt anyone. However, repressed anger can kill people because eventually repressed anger explodes into a rage. 
The repression of anger is the destructive force inherent in anger. Similarly, love that goes unexpressed is destructive. Emotions are energy and meant to be felt. Emotion is energy in motion. When you feel the emotion, that's what allows the emotion to move through you. Positive emotions or any emotion that you feel express and then release. When you can respect anger as much as you respect love, you have matured in your experience of emotional intelligence. And this level of emotional maturity becomes a dominant energy. A dominant energy in this part of your life. Anger is the most misunderstood and repressed of all the emotions. When you can understand the nature of it, and you're willing to feel it, then you can begin to harness a lost power that is really key to creating permanent and positive changes in your life. This lost power is your will, commonly referred to as will power. Repressing anger always suppresses your ability to take action. We've been brainwashed from childhood to judge anger as a negative emotion. It's not like like all emotions. It is just the same as all emotions. Anger is meant to be felt, expressed, and released appropriately. When you find ways to express your anger positively then you automatically free up incredible amounts of willpower that you need to mature and take positive actions in your life. Repressed anger always has a negative impact. But within anger is a trapped hidden resource, that resource of willpower, the energy that you need to take action to end procrastination and to take charge of your life. This can be found once you tap into and release this emotion. It's the greatest benefit that anger offers. You can learn to free and release anger appropriately and begin to change your life for the better. When you deny anger, you deny a part of your willpower and your ability to create positive change. Addictions, worry, self-doubt, confusion, and powerlessness all expand when anger is repressed. When anger is released, these limiting states of mind automatically decrease. You can create a healthy, empowered relationship with anger by realizing that it's a vital key to your inner strength. Honesty is the best way to handle your emotions. When you honestly feel and deal responsively with how you're feeling, you quickly express and release. You release it from your heart and your mind. Then the energy that was entrapped inside your anger 
becomes a constructive force, offering you the willpower and the renewal of your own life force. Here's four steps to transform anger into willpower. First, take responsibility for your anger and be willing to feel it. This allows you to connect with it and begin transforming it into a positive energy experience. When you judge your anger as bad and wrong, you repress it unconsciously. That's why it's so important to change the definition of your emotions. The realization of this truth will begin to lift anger out of its destructive, repressed state. Two, you could uh, write your anger out in a journal. Take a notebook, take a blank piece of paper, put me and my anger at the top, and just begin writing the first thing that comes into your mind about anger. Just write freely. Not to worry about the spelling or the sentence structure. Just express how you are feeling about anger. Take the feeling out of your mind, out of your body, and write it down on the paper. You will find this to give you a great sense of relief. Just write down whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, like a stream of consciousness. And if you really give yourself over to this practice, you will find that Really, in no time, you will just be able to just do what you need to do to write it out of you. The third step is to forgive yourself and others. And this is a really important step. It involves using your imagination to unhook the negativity from your mind. You know, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between something you imagine and something that you that really happens to you. Even if you watch a scary movie, what you're feeling and the thoughts and the images, your subconscious mind doesn't know that that's just a movie you're watching. Your subconscious mind was reacting to those images and causing your body to respond with fear. That's how the body-mind connection works. And this body-mind connection can be very powerful when you use it to your benefit for your own personal growth. You could try guided imagery. You could just imagine the person that you're angry with, that they're there in front of you, and just take the opportunity to say or do whatever it is you need, imaginatively acting it out inside. Don't hold back. Just let yourself do what you need to do to release it from yourself. And you don't need to worry that you'd be sending negative energy to somebody else because you're doing this with the intention of releasing this. Your intent is to let go of the pent-up emotion, not to hurt the person that you're imagining, expressing your anger with. And then the fourth step, the fourth step is to transform the energy into positive change. And this part, it's easy once you get to this step. 
what you do here is you decide what is it that you'd like to have more of in your life. Maybe it's determination or self-discipline, creativity, or maybe just more positive motivation to take action towards your dreams. Visualize how you want how you want to be and imagine yourself with greater creativity. How would you look in your mind and how would you feel? Self-image is a powerful way to create change in your life. Once you change your self-image, you'll be able to permanently change anything in your life. Self-image is that important and powerful that it can create permanent change. Self-image is how you imagine yourself. You have thousands of self-images running through your mind all the time. You have an image of yourself as a friend, a, a co-worker, a lover, a parent. You have an image of yourself in relationship with your siblings, your relationship to money, to health, to humor, your friendships. Imagine how you'd like to be. Look and feel and act the way that you want. Consciously changing your self-image builds inner strength. You can just close your eyes and, and take a deep breath. And as you breathe deeply, you can allow the new image of yourself to form in your mind, just to see it and to feel it. It can be as easy as that. Generate the feelings of what it is that you want. And by doing this, that new image, hold it deep in your heart and in your mind, and that image will that inner strength will instruct your subconscious mind about how it is that you are changing and what it is that you are looking forward to in your future. When you release old anger from your past, you strengthen your inner power. Your life will become fuller and it will become rich and greater with love, happiness and peace. You'll feel more in charge of yourself and of your emotions. The more anger you own, process, and release, the clearer, happier, and alive you will feel. Your health will improve, your relationships will improve, and you'll have an unstoppable willpower to create the life that you've always wanted to live. We are constructively directing the energy of our emotions. When we do this, when we do this constructively, we create a more powerful and more peaceful life, and in turn, that creates a more peaceful world. I'm so pleased to bring you this gentle conversation to help empower you around the beautiful energy that anger is for yourself and to find healthy ways to express that, tell the truth to yourself and express it in the world around you. 
I thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio and appreciate listening and checking in the archives at the other 25 shows. And next week, we're going to talk about dreams and the significance of that in our lives. So this is Leah Brenda Smith, and you have been listening to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. And until next time, I welcome you to relax and enjoy your life. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.